0: My least favorite yoga position is downward dog, because this bitch likes to stay on top. <laughs> oh, Sarah!
1: <laughs>
0: oh my God!
1: Oh, <laughs> all you! Oh, you! Okay, hang on. I forgot mine. <laughs> oh! Oh,
0: okay. I remember it.
1: Go for it. I don't repeat history. I make it.
0: Yes! Oh my god. Queen <laughs> level energy. <laughs> we're both we're both like literally blushing. And luckily, red is my favorite color. You got actually it's pink. You guys, it's Andy's girls. It's episode 228. And I am so excited for this episode. I'm so excited to be joined by one of my favorite people who I have been trying to, like, coerce into doing a solo episode of A.G. for a hot minute because she has the absolute hottest takes. You know her as staff writer at The Dip. You know her as the sass behind Bravo Historian on Instagram and also the host of the podcast Hot of the Mess. Everybody, welcome Samantha Bush to the people's <laughs> I am so happy to be here. Sam, how are you? You know, I'm
1: good. I woke up this morning really concerned about the the noise level in my apartment. So I did something, Sarah, this this morning.
0: What did you do? So
1: I don't have air conditioning in my apartment. I have, (gasps) yeah, tragic. But I have an air conditioning unit. But when it rains, Sarah, when it rains... It it sounds like, no, you hear every fucking drop echo throughout a tin can, basically. Like, that's what it sounds like in your whole apartment. Like, it's so loud on my air conditioning unit and it's raining today. And I literally woke up at 6 a.m. And I was like, "I how am I going to do this? Like, I can't fucking record a podcast when I can feel, I can, like, hear the rain hitting my brain, basically. So June and I did...
0: I went outside
1: and I put a towel. There's a towel, a beach
0: towel, on the top of (laughs) the top of my air conditioning unit.
1: Can I just say
0: the dead? See, that is a podcaster though. That is somebody who works in the podcast space who like thinks about the audio quality first, and I appreciate that about you. I really do. I was like thankful. I was like, this is so fucking loud. I can't.
1: Like, I couldn't even think.
0: And how is it? How is it that loud?
1: I don't know. I was Googling this morning, like solutions. And I guess someone has invented like a foam pad to put on top of the air conditioning oh units because God. it's so fucking annoying, Sarah. Like I, it's, you know, the, how angry you get listening to that woman, like do the zoom thing.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, the announcement of that recording me. Yeah, a nightmare. Yeah. That's oh, literally me. My God. Oh, and we have a special. <laughs> Sam's face right now the look of disgust. special guest Sam's cat Barb if you follow Sam on Instagram at Bravo historian which I know that you do you have seen the dream girl of cat I like genuinely we've had this conversation before I've thought about getting a cat I almost actually was like gonna foster a cat and then I didn't and then I was thinking about it again and that fucking cat got adopted this week like I literally was like oh I'm gonna send them a note like tomorrow and then fucking colt in brooklyn got picked up and i had so i had literally since february to get in touch with them and i didn't i'm so upset i'm so and upset but your I, cat is magical thank
1: you she is sitting on my lap now like she's not like a super mm. cuddly cat i apologize if you hear the rumbling that's also thunder
0: <laughs> oh i do hear a little bit of a yeah rumbling.
1: yeah we got a soundscape
0: <laughs> this episode <laughs> I was going to say, how did Kelly find out where you lived? There's oh like a little God. bit of a fender moment happening. What is
1: <laughs> It's the sound of Kelly Dodd like landing her plane in Detroit Metro Airport, like ready to just come fucking stab me.
0: Can I please say, so we had this. I mean, we scheduled this and then I think the Kelly announcement happened. Is that what happened? Or the, yes. did the Kelly announcement happened for, I don't remember, but I do have to say. The I almost timing, feel like it
1: happened simultaneously, like the universe I think knew. I it did. Yeah. The
0: universe knew and was rewarding us uh, appropriately. I It's been quite a week and I do feel like you are absolutely the perfect person person to break it all down because there's been so much happening but genuinely so much happening that I feel like you will have a specific response to because of what you have experienced yeah with our little bit our history together with with our history together so first off bravo historian oh how long ago did you start this illustrious page I
1: started it in August of 2018 so it's almost been three years. Oh yeah. My God. It's insane.
0: Do you think that the way you've talked about Bravo in your mind on social, how has that shifted since you have, um, created this huge community on your IG? Has it changed in any way? I don't
1: think it's changed.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I
1: still have the same voice that I did when I started my Instagram. I actually think I'm more vocal now mm-hmm. than I was when I first started. And it mm-hmm. and not for any particular reason. I just, I, maybe I got like more confident or more like comfortable using the app. I'm not, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's been three years almost in August. Like that's crazy. I mean, and people don't understand like, this is something I do every single day. Like when I yes. started, I like posted constantly. I was making stories and, you know, feuds and everything. And like, mm-hmm. that's how it all kind of like got started. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot.
0: How did you decide what avenue to take with your IG? You know, like people have different perspectives. Like you sometimes know based on one person's handle, like, Uh, uh, Bravo crime story you know that it's going to be based on probably half of the house yeah like some sort of criminal behavior or like Bravo fashion you know that it's going to be Bravo attire Bravo style how did you decide to go down the path of really focusing on the narrative. You know, like where you do these intense deep dives, really genuinely unpacking the history behind a feud, a plot, um a personality. How did you decide that that was going to be your avenue to take? I think it's so important to, to recognize like how we
1: got to the place we're in with certain housewives. I think it's like really easy to forget and like I want to remind people. I'm also like very I focus on the minutiae yeah a lot oh
0: love 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 the, the minutiae
1: big minutiae energy yeah big minutiae energy it. uh so like when I my very first feud I ever did was the Teresa and Jacqueline feud oh
0: because classic. I
1: think there's so much there mm-hmm. like Jacqueline didn't just like lose her fucking mind with they mm-hmm. like there was a and that's what people were I remember it was like I think towards the end of that season is when I started my Instagram, I, I think. Mm-hmm. But I was like, really invested, okay, Lightning. I was really invested <laughs> and that was Rick Leventhal. <laughs> 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 like, um, it, I was like, no, like I think Jacqueline has been through a lot with Teresa and we need mm-hmm. to like get to the bottom of it. So I really wanted to show every little moment that maybe people mm-hmm. forgot, forgot about.
0: <laughs> Laughing because of <laughs> Kelly has a lot to say. These are like each separate DM that she's sending you right now. If she could, but she's probably blocked. Um, 100%. Continue. continue. 100%, same, same.
1: And I also, so
0: like, okay, if you think about it, so like
1: Steve started his, Steve is Faces by Bravo. Faces by Bravo. So yep. he started his Instagram because he is like really into, like he worked in DC doing like injectables and like Botox and like he's a nurse. So like that was his thing. And mm-hmm. so, when he started his Instagram, it was, like, main focus of, like, the ever-evolving women
0: of the show. <laughs> the ever-evolving like, faces of each individual yes, person. Yes, and it was and amazing. So, mm-hmm. like, when
1: I started, I was, like, okay, I want to focus more on, like, the past, the the nostalgia, um, mm-hmm. like, a lot of Sky Top posts. I loved posting mm-hmm. about, like, Joe and Slade uh,
0: mm-hmm. or, like,
1: early New York, like, when they used to do, like, the, the confessionals, like, on the street. Oh. And then I just kind of evolved and now like I post like current stuff, I post Mm -hmm. past stuff, I kind of
0: like do a mix. Mm -hmm. How, how, what is the feeling like having grown, you know, essentially your community into this like thriving metropolis which includes bravo celebrities. like what is that experience like where you started as a bravoholic you continue to be a bravoholic but now there could be engagement from people who are actually on these shows listen
1: i am still like i still get really starstruck like if Mm -hmm. robin dixon like comments on my 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 instagram or like Dorinda Medley would me the other day, just a picture of her and her new dog. Really random. Haven't spoken to her in a while. And I was just like, and the thing is, is like, I love every single housewife, Mm -hmm. even when I don't like them. And, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to like be their friend. Like, like, I just want to like, I like engaging with them occasionally, but like, I don't want their phone numbers. I do have Tiffany Moon's phone number because I did go to Dallas and like, we were going to get coffee, but then the (gasps) plans just didn't work out. Like, it just didn't work. Like, you know, we, got, oh we were my busy God, next girls. Time. Yeah, we were busy next girls. Time. Uh, but, yeah, like, I don't really want to befriend them in that way. I like having, like, a nice relationship with them. And I hope that they like me. But...
0: <laughs> Has anyone ever reached out to be like, LOL, I get what you're saying, but I'm annoyed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see.
1: Well, when I met Bronwyn for the first time she looked at me and she was like, Oh, you're the girl that hates us. And I was like, well, actually I don't hate you. I just don't like the show right now. Like it wasn't good. It was her first season. I felt like it was terrible.
0: And oh my God. but that doesn't
1: mean I don't like them as people. The only people I really don't fuck with is literally mm-hmm. Kelly Dodd and Daniel stops. Like, I think they're terrifying individuals. Oh, Dana Wilkie has messaged me before and been like, "I didn't go to prison," because like I said, set- she
0: did plead guilty. Yeah, and like they, like you did kind of fuck up. Like, there's, um. I mean, we can talk about the LOL that Danielle and Dana Pam were the spokespeople for <laughs> Housewifery on Erica's doc, but it's also like, yeah, yeah, both of these people know about crime so yeah so there's that there's that relationship there's that similarity um also I
1: this is so weird to me like I forget that some bravo celebrities follow me and it's mm. not like like I forget my reach like mm-hmm. so I'll just like tweet anything and like sometimes Dave Quinn will have to text me like babe like that's not true and I'm like oh <laughs> okay, just kidding. <laughs> and like, it's not like a malicious thing. Like I, I'm literally just like, Oh, like, like Sarah, this is not a joke. Oh, I God, thought, I, wait. I thought Kim Cattrall was actually going to space the other day. And I was like, wait a second. Did you see about, did you see this at all? I thought she was, that's not real. I'm not oh, even joking, Sarah. It's not real. I'm horrified. Horrified.
0: I was. Go- I took a screenshot. I was gonna post the thing, yeah. and then I honestly forgot. Which is me on social media eighty six percent of the time. I went on a huge rant on my podcast about how excited I was that Kim
1: Kardashian was going to space and that she was doing it to avoid Sarah Jessica Parker. I had to go back and record and be like, disclaimer: what I'm about to say is actually not true. I'm a gullible little bitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wait, but like Jeff Bezos is really going. He's really I going. thought she was going with mm, him. No. And because we know like he's Amazon priming him priming himself to like fucking Mars or whatever, mm-hmm. I assumed that when I saw that I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." And then I did have a reboot idea like in an LOL and then I was like, "Oh, I can't. I I'm, no. I'm going to do this later." And then I completely I 100% yeah. thought that. Was I was like, reboot. "Oh, look at
1: her. She's in the space suit and everything."
0: how did that why were we all
1: sharing that okay because (laughs) i figured it out so nasa had tweeted that there was a mannequin in the photo Oh, and then someone tweeted, "Oh, look, Kim Cattrall is going to space." And then Kim Cattrall posted the photo of her in the space suit. Oh so, like I'm God. saying, yeah, it's absolutely so embarrassing. Because if you actually think about it, it's like, what the fuck? Like, why would Kim Cattrall go to space? Like, why would I even think that? That is so stupid. But so that's what I mean. Like, I post these things, and I'm like, yeah, like this is happening. And then I'm like, wait. So, like for example, two weeks ago, maybe last week, I. Paige DeSorbo of Summer House had posted on her Instagram story a country song. Paige doesn't strike me as, like, a yeehaw kind of gal, so I was, like, and then there's these rumors that her and Craig are, like, dating. Right. So I had posted on Twitter, which I then posted on an Instagram story saying, like, we must rescue Paige because she's posting (laughs) fucking country music, and, like, this is not good for our girl. And she responded to me and she was like, LMAO. Oh, and I was like... <laughs> I was like I was like, I was like, Paige, I hate him. What are you doing? Is she really She didn't confirm or deny, but I said I I messaged her back and I was like, you after spending one day in the South and it was like a Dolly Parton picture. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I'm actually dead. But yeah, like I totally forget that like they see these things.
0: Can I ask you about the page of it all? What do you think is going to happen with Paige and Hannah as Hannah has transitioned away from Summer House and is now focusing on like the comedy thing, even though the name of her tour is a direct reference to her no longer being on Summer House and hey, Hage and Paige. <laughs> oh, is that there? That's going to be there too. Oh no, Hage. I'm going to do it. And Paige is still continuing and is also on a spinoff. So like Paige is doing two shows, Hannah is I guess technically still on chat show although we don't really know the future of it do you think that they're gonna stay quasi united or is that gonna start to fall apart I listen I would I
1: always say this I think Scorpios and Leos have like such a tumultuous friendship and they're a Scorpio and a Leo and I'm like I think it works for now but eventually like the egos not mm. saying that not saying like they're egotistic. I mean maybe yeah, they are yeah, a little just, bit. Yeah. But I think like when Paige starts going off on her own with Summerhouse with summer Thunder.
0: house. Yeah. Kelly and Red. <laughs> Jolie just let into do your DMs. <laughs> oh.
1: <God>. New voice. <laughs> so scary. Um, terrified. Terrified. Uh I feel like so obnoxious i'm so sorry i know I, I, like, I, I, I love it i literally can't i can't i love it this is so drama I, it's so dramatic it's like very fine this big
0: like, final rose energy so, this is also like, so
1: on brand for me like just so fucking <laughs> like i can never just have like one thing like a good thing going on uh, but i think like once Paige like starts filming summer house and like doing her own thing especially becoming closer to amanda mm. I, I just don't know how that's gonna work like
0: I also feel like if you have a friendship and that friendship has benefited or your professional success is directly connected to that friendship and then something happens and someone leaves or is asked to leave and you continue, I mean, she is going to be asked and sort of has to respond to all things Hannah and give her opinion and there's going to be a tension there because my guess is that page is going to be pretty honest i mean i feel like aside from the reunion cycle and an understanding reason why i feel like page gets it and gets you know why it's kind of important to hold your friends accountable but also be supportive to them in moments in which they're like undergoing a lot Mm -hmm. and i think she gets all the layers and nuances but I think she also understands that she's going to be honest with people if someone, you know, if they're filming next season and someone is saying, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. I just can't imagine how that is going to work out with their podcast and everything else if Hannah has some thoughts on what she's seeing play out on TV. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think Paige will be super honest. Like, Yeah. I, but I think that that is what confuses people, Is especially mm-hmm. a lot of viewers. It's either one way or the other. Like, you can't mm-hmm. love someone... And then also, like, but I think Paige is, like, a person where she's like, yeah, I love Hannah, but Hannah's fucking up.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: Hannah was a psycho last year, and I don't know what all that was about.
0: Yeah. It's it's always an odd sort of dynamic to watch people who were either quasi-friendly with each other, knew of each other, or didn't at all, who then participate in this wild reality TV experience and become so bonded and close through that, which we watch play out as the episodes go on and then something happens and it's usually something related to that actual TV job itself. So watching the disillusion or again, the tension navigating that, in a way that is, like, engaging for us as viewers and also not entirely breaking the fourth wall, that has to be a really complicated experience that seemingly every single Bravo show has gone through at least six times. Yeah. Right?
1: And I can imagine, too, like, if they're still recording their podcast while Paige is filming Summerhouse, mm-hmm. it's like, what if she's like, I'm sorry, like, we have a party that we have to film today, like, I can't record, like, is Hannah going to get upset? Is Hannah going to have FOMO? Like, is Mm -hmm. Hannah going to be, I mean, I don't know. Who knows?
0: Yeah. And I feel like it also plays into the, how are we going to address the reality that a lot of people feel, think whatever of someone. And I'm not even saying this is Hannah directly, but someone leaving to focus on charity work in quotes versus being honest and saying, I wasn't asked back and I'm, I am not thrilled about it. Like we saw that with Teddy who did a video and was like, listen, you know, this wasn't my choice or whatever, but was pretty forthright about the fact that this happened. We experienced it with Bronwyn who doing a press tour, doing her press tour, but and saying, you know, I would have loved to still be on it who P.S. reportedly a friend of hers is going to be involved. Noella? Noelle? Yeah. Somebody is going to be a part of the cast, and they are IRL BFFs. So talk about navigating a friendship, which we actually now know we are not going to see play out, of somebody joining the show, possibly introduced through this person who was let go from the franchise or whose contract wasn't renewed. But we watch these people who either, like Leanne, leaving to focus on charity work versus... People who are outwardly saying, I I wasn't the one in the position to make the decision. I'm not leaving of my own accord. I right. mean, it's an interesting dynamic to see because a lot of people try to protect their professional ego I guess by saying you know I was in control of the narrative of how I exited or I want to have control if the decision wasn't made and yet we know that there's another side of this because so few housewives have actually chosen themselves to leave right and then there's Kelly Dodd oh my god those touch. it's been uh, first off I did a Patreon episode in Within an hour of the announcement happening on whatever fucking, I feels like it's six years has gone by since the announcement happened. But obviously, it was a huge shock that went through the Bravo community when it was when the casting announcements were made. Kelly wasn't asked back. Bronwyn wasn't asked back. Allegedly, Liz Vargas is a person who is not going to be. I, having not watched. Who even is she? Like. like, Who even is she? But seeing her DMs, seeing her Instagram, rather, a fascinating, seemingly a fascinating woman. None of them were asked back, and Gina's staying, Emily's staying, Shannon, uh, Heather, Shannon is staying, for whom we know I spiritually stand. Heather is back, which is huge. And then there will be some new people, returning people who even knows. Um, what was your reaction to the Kelly Dodd? And can you fill us in a little bit on your Yeah, I'll set up your what's going on. Yeah, tell. So I think when Kelly first joined,
1: I think she was kind of like a breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. we had just been coming off the Vicky thing with Brooks. Like we wanted something maybe new or younger or louder. Uh, we were idiots. Uh, <laughs> fucking clowns is what we were. And like, I remember thinking like this woman is unhinged, but I love it. Like I love mm-hmm. to watch it. Cause it's so terrible. Like things that she would just say I was like, oh my God, especially for Orange County. I think that that was also the thing. Like Mm -hmm. we have seen that on New York or New Jersey, but like to see it on Orange County, like a woman just being like, that's how your daughter doesn't talk to you. It's like, this woman is going through like a horrible custody battle with her ex-husband. How (laughs) dare you? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, Um, But then, so like everyone was like, yeah, we're team Kelly, team Kelly. And then we were really over, everybody was over Vicky and Tamara. So done. And mm-hmm. they were like, we have to get them off the show. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, Team Kelly, Team Kelly. I attended Kelly's quote unquote engagement party at BravoCon. I mean, yep. that was nice experience. There was a woman working the event. I think she works for Kelly. She's the scariest woman I've ever encountered. She yelled at me because I asked. Wait, I
0: got yelled at by somebody else, which we'll talk about offline.
1: Yeah, I got yelled at. I asked where I could get a water. And she says, I don't work here.
0: I was like, oh, I was like, OK, <laughs> just was wondering. S- somebody thought I was secretly recording at and I was like, are you? I, I honestly was like, I have a big enough ego that you would know if I was. Re- I would be like. Microphone, like yeah. <laughs> front and center. I it was, I was not thrilled. I yeah, that was a wild event. And I then I was like talking to Kelly about her fucking diamond, which was huge. I'll huge. say that. Absolutely but, um, fucking huge. And she was like,
1: so yeah, whatever. Kelly sucks. But uh so then <laughs> that happened. And then I think the season, yeah, we all were kind of bracing ourselves for Kelly to be the worst mm-hmm. when it comes to like COVID. And, Mm -hmm. like, that – like, all of that, when she said this is God's way of thinning the herd, it was, like, Mm -hmm. we were already, I think, kind of done with her. And then we got really done. Like, that was it for me. I was, like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. You're a fucking moron. And the fact that she kept traveling back and forth to New York in the middle of a fucking pandy. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I can't even go to the fucking market. And you're, like, you know – jet setting all over like you're a fucking loser and the thing is is like she is not one of those people she's not like a ramona for example where ramona will say something stupid and then she'll be like in all sincerity i'm really sorry <laughs> like she humbles herself
0: for a she, minute at she least. performs yes she, she performs the act of humble which we which does, is something I, it is something i'll take it, it. Is something. i'll fucking yeah, take it it's the thing something. with kelly is like you can't
1: she just doubles down on everything that she says and then it's like you you can't get anywhere with that there's no growth there's no change and so I was like really fucking done with Orange County you and I I know did not watch last season I did watch the reunion because I was like I'll do I guess this looks kind of interesting but uh didn't watch the season I Elizabeth Vargas is like an enigma to me (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) how that woman got cast (laughs) Uh, blows my fucking mind every day um and then I sorry this is a really long story um, No, I love this Keep going. so yeah I just didn't fuck with her and um then oh sounds of the city
0: thank you that was Ramona <laughs> saying hello beep, beep. so Uh, Then back in January, Kelly
1: and Emily Simpson were out and about in Orange County with a group of people, and they were being obnoxious because, remind you, I believe California was still heavily on lockdown in January, Um, and I was like, these people are so irritating. They're so fucking toned up. They don't care about other people, and there was a woman in the background who appeared to be, allegedly, I'm covering all my bases, flashing
0: the white power Oh my symbol. God, now I'm remembering this. I was like, what terrible thing were they doing in this example versus the 30 other ones? Yeah. Yes. Right, right, and,
1: right. And all I did, I t- see this as my The thing. upside
0: down, like, what okay. in, even is this? It's upside like, a, okay. Down, okay. Which is very confusing because I feel like sometimes my hand might naturally no, it actually wouldn't. I'm, I'm trying to do it right now. No, I don't see how that would form itself, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> this is another example of, I forget my reach. Like I forget that people will see these things like, and not mm. like, cause I forget people actually like give a shit. Honestly. I'm like, why are you following me? Like, I literally don't understand it. But so I posted it on Twitter and I was like, I don't even know what I said, but I was just like, Oh my God, Kelly, like would be hanging out with someone that like flashes yes. the symbol, whatever hello oh my god so like it got like some traction a little bit and then two days later kelly woke up from like her you know coke induced coma probably <laughs> and like discovered this and went mm. fucking insane she was like blasting me all over twitter she was like you're like watch what happens i have this is who you have on your show i'm like ma'am they've had you on uh and you're a fucking monster and (laughs) like you're insulting yourself like Mm. she she always self like she she always like owns herself it's so weird like she thinks she's doing something like really great and in the end it's just like kelly you just look like such a piece of shit like when she posted you're making it so much worse yes yeah i'm like why are you posting these texts you look like a fucking bitch like i'm sorry like you look terrible Right. And I was like, oh my God, because then like her like mega troll followers started like coming at me. She went on her Instagram live. She named like my full name. It wasn't like just Bravo story and she named my full name. She named like, she was going off. She called me a whack job. <laughs> she was like going crazy. And then this is, this is when I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I tap out is she tried to dox me. So if you don't know what doxing is, it's like when someone tries to like get like your personal information, like maybe your address or your work or, you know, your phone number, whatever, and like blast it. So she found the wrong Samantha Bush, shout out to her icon, how she's doing well. So sorry, I put you through that. She found the wrong Samantha Bush, did not spelled correctly, by the way. And this girl works at Deloitte, I guess. And on Twitter, she like blasted it to everybody and was like tagging her employer, I'm like, first of all, that's not me. So you can't even dox correctly. Second of all, this poor girl. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I went off the grid for like seven days, five, seven Mm -hmm. days. And I was like so upset. I was like, I fucking hate this woman.
0: Yeah, it's odd for someone who has come out and said this week after we discovered that she was fired that they're doing this because of how i feel and that's essentially a form of cancel culture which is my least favorite term that needs to be removed because people try to weaponize it against accountability and it doesn't quite work out yeah. in that and way no one actually gets canceled right it's just like, like people like they still are appear like, this isn't- Amen. Um, But what she was saying happened to her is what she was trying to do to you, which was punishing you for having an opinion. Yeah. I mean, yours wasn't um, obviously to the extent that – you literally just had an opinion and she wanted to punish you for it. Yeah. Meanwhile, she is being understandably held accountable by hundreds of thousands of people for repeated acts of racist behavior and spreading disinformation. Like – The irony is not lost on anyone but her, which is the actual problem in and of itself. And I think too, uh, what
1: is really interesting to me about this whole Kelly Dobb thing is I think this is maybe the first time as a Bravo viewer that I felt Bravo listened to people. Mm. Like, I don't think this had anything to do with like Vicky like a Vicky or Tamara situation. I think it was just like they were on for like a really long time and it was just time Mm -hmm. to change the cast up or with New York, like when they like completely rebooted the cast. I don't think anyone was really calling for that. I don't remember seeing it. But this feels like the first time Bravo was like, okay, like we cannot do this anymore. Like people literally hate the show now because of Bronwyn and Kelly, which is strange that Bronwyn keeps being thrown in the same category as Kelly Dodd because Bronwyn's not a terrible person she just loves fame
0: she's I think she's polarizing in a very different way but I think people have a snap reaction to her that's so much more heightened than they do for many other housewives and in a franchise where you have two very different ends of the spectrum when it comes to political disagreements and everything else at the end of the day Bronwyn's personality too many people is polarizing Kelly's personality you can't really separate from the behavior that so many of us feel is unconscionable but she is also the the pig emoji the your kids don't love you very polarizing as well so I think what and there's no getting like if they sit right. on the show, there's no, there's no like right. making
1: amends. There's right. no like there's nothing there. Like you can't go go anywhere with it. So right. I get why they got rid of them both, but it's just interesting to see people who I think it's very strange that they show more hatred towards Bronwyn than they do Kelly. Um Even though there, I know these people are like very strongly against everything Kelly Dodd like stands for. I'm just like, okay, but Bronwyn like stands for everything you do. She just does it in a very different way, public, uh, different, interesting way, I guess.
0: Yeah, I feel like with Bronwyn, from what I understand from this season, had been isolated from everyone in the cast. And Kelly had been isolated from the vast majority of the viewer audience. And I think what the network decided to do was try to repair the middle by saying, like, we really do need to do a reset. When Heather was announced, I thought, we are fucked. I was so excited for Heather to come back. But because Heather and Kelly... Had such a notorious falling out, I was like, oh shit, this actually works probably in Kelly's favor. And I was saying that with like a content creator. Like, this is bad news because it's great. I'm so excited Heather's back. We need to see the house. We deserve it. I've seen literally every single episode of fucking Heather's closet. Like, not literally fucking Heather's closet. But, like, maybe according to her architect. But literally, like, her talking about her wallpaper for 45 minutes. I've seen every yeah, single chapter. her laundry chapter. room. Her wrapping her laundry room, room. Her basement where her kids do their homework. Like, I've literally seen all of it. So I'm like, we deserve to have the Bravo treatment here. But when that was announced... I was like, oh, Kelly is staying. And then to hear that she was leaving, I do feel like Bravo had put itself in a position by not ever calling her out, which, P.S., they still haven't done. They just said that she's not returning. They've no. never been like, she's not returning no. because I'm this. Or like, we're firing her because I'm this. So they are getting a little bit of a muzzle um, from us for uh, for – Removing her from the show, which is great, but not actually saying why at any point during this uh, year's long journey. But, you know, they – Heather's back, which is awesome. Kelly is not. So it is this little grappling with the moment of the network realizing that it is one thing for people to strongly dislike a personality. In many of these situations, dynamics, environments – That is an attribute. You want someone to have a strong reaction. We want to respect our villains. With Kelly, the Bravo community is in so many ways amplified, grown, and supported by content creators who said either I'm participating in a boycott, which I did not. I don't think you did either Uh, Which is, it's fine if people want to participate in a a boycott. I personally didn't watch this past season because I didn't want to watch Kelly. I thought it would be too frustrating and, like, upsetting for me. But I also feel like in a time of COVID, when we have so limited options, if someone wants to watch it, I say go for it. Like, if you want to watch Orange County, you want to hate watch Orange County, or you want to watch because you have developed a relationship, kinship with um, Emily or Gina or Bronwyn or whomever – Like, go for it. I just personally knew I couldn't do it. But for the network to realize, wow, the people who keep us going, keep us as a part of the conversation, which is in so many ways connected to social media and content creations like podcasts. So many people said, I'm not going to talk about Orange County because I don't want to amplify Kelly's voice. I think that they realized that they were in a position where it's like we cannot move forward with her. Mm -hmm in the cast it's Absolutely. just not, it's not realistic no it's harming
1: it is and like it just it just wasn't fun like yeah. to put it plainly like it, I I I knew that I was gonna have a hard time with mm-hmm. that season of Orange County just with uh the COVID stuff yeah then you know George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, and I was like, mm. I hate that Orange County is filming right now because mm-hmm. these are not the women I want to see live through this. Like, I don't want to live through this the eyes of Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Like, no offense, like Gina.
0: Yeah. Like I'm good. I'm I good. mean, I yeah, I feel like it's um a powerful time to have housewives sit in potentially uncomfortable spaces like we're watching that play out on New York where and I think we'll see this in the next episode as well where like Ramona is fighting back against the idea that she needs to feel uncomfortable which Mm -hmm. is not something that she ever chooses to be and yet we're having these conversations and these moments that are very nuanced and very uncomfortable. And there is a difference between that kind of environment, which can still, of course, obviously be triggering to people to watch. There's a difference between watching that play out versus consistently celebratory racist behavior that goes without any kind of counter because Mm -hmm. Kelly wasn't, countered by anyone except no. I guess for Bronwyn which again I didn't see and play that's out the thing with the Kelly is like she just she's like a
1: fucking bull and like you just can't stop her like you know nothing you say is going to change her mind so it's like yeah. why why even that's why no one said anything I think but then I also want to get into New York just for a second like please just to touch on something is I've been seeing a lot of things on the internet is there's this idea that people are saying, like, oh, New York's not fun, New York's not watchable, and people are tying it into the fact that they're having these hard conversations, like mm. surrounding race. And I just want to say, like, when I say, like, I miss Dorinda, the show is missing Dorinda, it is in no way saying having a reflection on these conversations, it's just the show as a whole. I think is missing like another housewife or like other dynamics to go off of does that make sense
0: it does. I have to say when it comes to Dorinda, I'm like, did we need Dorinda? Right well, maybe not season? Dorinda, but like maybe right. someone it's, else. It would be so dark. It would be I so like- dark. You're right. I'm maybe
1: not her, but like someone else. So when I say things like, like New York just isn't doing it for me, it has literally right. nothing to do with the conversation Ebony is having with Ramona or Luann or Heather. Like I am enjoying that. I think it's super important. I just like, I can't watch Leo's grandma die. Like, that's not why I'm watching.
0: She is also getting converted and stuff, and we're not seeing any of that. We're just watching this. It feels, honestly, I know that, listen, we are... It may have been true at the time, but history will uh, not hold us factually correct in the idea that season four was the worst season of New York or correct. five or six Five; those are absolutely rewatchable seasons. I have watched them a few times, certainly five and six, especially I genuinely do think that this season of New York is the worst season Ever, And I don't even mean that in any kind of like, Rawr. I just mean it is to me. I don't know that large parts of this will be rewatchable. And I say that while also saying I think Ebony is a fantastic addition and the conversations we are having are incredibly important. But this season is a tough, sad watch where yeah. it is. There is a lot of reactivity going on that's happening that is confusing the Heather dynamic in this on this show right now does not it is not a match that makes sense Mm-mm. she has seemingly no real relationships or stakes with these women yeah so it was like Leah they were just after like her it doesn't it's not even no it doesn't make any sense
1: and it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's rooted in any sort of like actual problem Leah has with Heather it's weird like the whole thing is weird but I also think last season of New York is not rewatchable either Mm. because I always said like the last season of New York, it just wasn't grounded. Like nothing was grounding that show. It was just like, none of these women have personal storyline. And I heard that last season, they cut a lot out of Dorinda's personal story. Like her house flooded, which we know, but she also lost like every photo of her and Richard. She lost her wedding Mm. dress. Like she lost like a lot in that flood and she was like grappling with that and we never saw it so but so it's like kind of shame on the editors and the producers like we have to keep like some personal storyline and like what other personal storyline do we have going on in New York right now nothing there's nothing there's genuinely
0: nothing Leah's grandma
1: died like that is the story and it's like I don't find this interesting like I'm sorry for your loss but like
0: I well, it's upsetting, you- but I don't want to just live in upset. I don't no. want three I don't want 3 hours uh three episodes of upset because I feel like the resolution here we can't actually unpack why this is happening like why is she on this trip and I don't say that in any kind of way casting any blame on her, but like, right. I genuinely literally need to understand that. Is she there because of a dynamic with her um, family, you know, understanding the tension with her mom where she doesn't feel comfortable being in that space when it's like incredibly difficult conversations and it's, you know, her mom's mom. Is that the dynamic that we're seeing that we're not really talking about play out where she's dealing with the fact that she doesn't feel comfortable being there. And PS who hasn't been, I've been in that direct where it's like life or death stakes. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to live in enough because it's like soups, family really soups family dynamics and relationships. So I, I get that. I'm not judging her for making that choice. Is it also because there are five people in the cast and she didn't feel like she even had the option yeah. to, not be in the Hamptons where there would be four plus Heather. I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is, but I do know that what we are watching, the behavior we are watching being exhibited, regardless of why it is happening, if it's happening because she's actually genuinely feeling anger about Heather feeling anger about Heather being involved in a show in which she knows that Heather isn't friends with these women regard or, Or it's genuinely directly tied to her having like a genuine weekend of anguish and pain and she needs to get it out at someone. I don't know why it's happening, but I know that the impact is, regardless of whether or not this is true, is that it feels something about it feels performative or Mm -hmm. it just feels very disconnected yeah and as you said there's no grounding force no
1: and I tweeted this like two weeks ago maybe I don't know I tweet a lot uh I said Leah is having a Hannah burner she's pulling a burner Mm. like her first season people really responded to her they really liked her they thought she was like You know, interesting. They liked the dynamic between her and the other women, especially because, like, she had more of a relationship with the women then. Mm -hmm. Like, she was friends with Dorinda and she was friends with Tinsley and she got along with Sonia. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything she does feels just fake this season. Like, everything, like her throwing the roses at Heather, her, crying even doesn't feel real it's just I'm I'm just like what are we doing it's like when Heather or when Hannah yelled at Kyle about like don't bring my dad into this it's like Mm. what like I get you're trying to make a moment but like I'm embarrassed like I have I'm embarrassed for you
0: I wonder how much of it I really genuinely do not have the answer to this. There is the actual reality of the second season curse, which is someone comes in and we immediately connect with them. The vast majority of the viewers were like they come in and their vibes are so different or it's a breath of fresh air or we just like them. They Mm -hmm. are enjoyable TV where regardless of whether or not we agree with their behavior, it's a really interesting energy. And that person is entering the Bravo sphere to that kind of incredibly positive reaction – I would understand the ways in which a person could use that as a suit of armor when they engage in conflict when they return because they feel like, and this is, again, not a critique, but they feel like, well, I know the audience is on my side. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the same kind of choices that I made last season, except the difference is they're maybe not listening. And that could be to the person that they're filming with or to the audience as the season comes back. And then you're dealing with people who are wild in your DMs telling you vicious, terrible things. So you conflate the reaction um, that you're getting of people criticizing what they're seeing and, and having discussions around accountability or, or around, you know, make this make sense with people who are saying terrible things. And you're also feeling the feelings that you felt your first season which were overwhelmingly positive Mm -hmm. and it's hard to middle ground. I mean, for Leah, Leah joined the show or, or the episodes came out during COVID. She never got to do the go to events, go to red carpets, interact with people. So she was forced to be in a COVID bubble. Her first season where she is watching a lot of reactions to stuff, only in the echo chamber of online. She wasn't able to do the Watch What Happens studio tour. She wasn't able to do going to events or going to dinners and having people introduce themselves and getting in-person reactions, which can really heighten the environment of being a, a new housewife online for better and for worse. And I think we're seeing that play out when it comes to her behavior now.
1: Yeah, and you know who I'm really worried about? that's happening too you're gonna be mad at me
0: oh i love that
1: oh wait he- I- heather gay oh tell me i'm worried I'm about not her be mad i'm, I'm worried not be mad. well i know you love her so much
0: i do and love her i love her
1: too but i worry about her second season because i worry that she got a lot of fan love rihanna's following her like She's feeling herself and it's like, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Like I love when Mm -hmm. women feel themselves. Like, don't fucking like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I find it strange her like her need for Jen Shaw's friendship. Because I think (sighs) because I think the second season from what I've been hearing Mm -hmm. is that like she's standing by Jen. And I find that to be like, really? Like, like, okay. Because the thing that people are also forgetting about the Jen Shaw is like, she's not being investigated. Like these are charges that have like already, like she's going mm-hmm. to be indicted in October. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so she did these things. They already know she did these things. You she, don't think She's that already
0: that's... been, she's already been indicted. I think the trial is in October. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so like, shit's happening. Like. Baby girl's going to jail.
0: Yeah, she's been charged.
1: Think right. She's already, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I, I just, like, I think, I don't know. I just really worry about Heather on the sec- on her second season.
0: I mean, I feel like we saw a glimpse of that during the reunion cycle. Because, yeah. obviously, episodes had come out, and they're at the tail end of that. Then they get the advance of the last couple. And Heather's um, reactivity toward... Um, Lisa Barlow when it came to like the divorce conversation and stuff where she assumed she was being attacked. So she went one step or three steps too far Yeah, because it's hard to listen. It's hard to listen to someone when you already feel like you're being triggered. And when you have hundreds of thousands or thousands, whatever of people telling you that they know that you're already right. Yeah, You know, it's, it is an almost impossible environment to navigate which is why sometimes it's the second season curse, and sometimes it's just the second season expectation. Right. Of there is both an expectation that we're still going to love you, and also an expectation that that is an unlivable promise, and we know that it is unrealistic for you to deliver in that right. way because these are also human people. So of course, fame is going to affect you
1: because. Right. And I don't it blame is. her like at yeah. all, but I'm just. But it's going to be tough. Like, yeah, I worry that like there might be some more, like, performative moments or something. Like, I'm a little anxious about it.
0: I mean, it's the same thing with Beverly Hills. Is like, you guys have decided to give this person a lot of grace, whereas a lot of people are understandably feeling anger and also... About Erica? Yeah, and also wondering why the grace isn't being given to the victims. Like, with Jen Shaw, she and her company and whomever else, co-conspirators, shout out Stu allegedly targeted people who were computer illiterate who they considered older um, because you know age is just a number it's more of a you mm-hmm. know it's more of a I like computer it's, it's illiterate. thank you it's more of a spiritual experience so, so people like me essentially um, but they were going after people who who were uh, vulnerable and they wanted to exploit that in order to steal from them so it's like you look at Jen yeah is Jen probably feeling pressure right now yeah because she's like which stolen money she i use for this you know but if you are a person who is not showing us that you understand that people were deeply negatively impacted by what is a legal behavior that you were involved with or that your spouse was and we are expected to show you grace when you were not the victim here like jen shaw is not the victim of her crimes and so Heather's conversation around I need to support this person is flat to me because she is not the victim. She is the accused, Mm -hmm. you know, and with Erica, it's difficult because we're navigating a divorce announcement that we already know about, obviously. And we're also we have an insight. We know what is about to come. So we're watching these women be like, we want to support our friend who we're really close to, who never told us there were marital, uh, marital, marital troubles. Happy mm-hmm. Friday morning. Who never told us there were any of these issues. And it's a complicated dynamic in which, again, so we're expected complicated. to feel sympathy for somebody who doesn't deserve any. No. And I mean, just the fact that Erica
1: is just literally living her life like this isn't happening on Instagram, for example, is wild. Like she's just posing like in her Fenty lingerie. Like, I mean, at first, so my friend had noticed that at first when people would comment negative things on her Instagram post, she would delete them. Mm. But now she's outnumbered and like her Instagram comments, the fact she hasn't disabled comments is absolutely crazy to me, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean when Garcelle I mean Garcelle said it best (laughs) she was like shouldn't she have waited I was like Garcelle but it's true like because we didn't know they didn't know the things that we know now so they're like why are they getting divorced like this makes no sense
0: well, why is she divorcing a man who's obviously very ill? Because well, quote unquote, he's he has Alzheimer's. The court, he's telling the court he has Alzheimer's, even though he was still practicing law, as we saw from last week's episode. He's in the office every day because that's his life. I mean, yeah. if we're going to talk about, has got to keep the lights on. He's got to keep us. the lights on. I mean, um, it's you know, it's a very odd act to see press that heather is doing understanding grace that she's given and the fact that she is performing the act of humbling on jen's behalf when jen isn't giving us any inkling as heather as sorry as erica is not that either of these women are even attempting to perform the art of humble so the expectation is from like the Fox Force Five or from the cast of SLC that we are supposed to humble ourselves when well, these women are not.
1: Well, I have a question. Where does that name come from?
0: I don't know. I was wondering that actually. I should have I should have been a too bit. embarrassed to like
1: ask No, anyone, I, I don't Everyone's get it. like, oh yeah, the Fox Force Five. I'm like, what the fuck is that?
0: I think it has something to do with some sort of dinner photo thing that obviously that like they named, but I don't know what the name, name. means. I Right is it like an action figure thing? It sounds to me like an action figure Fox. Fox I have no idea. I truly, I have no idea. I I don't know, but it's wild. It's wild. wild. And
1: the thing is, I think Erica is doing all of the things like any PR person, like, like they try to throw things at the wall to see what will stick. So Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, she's getting divorced. Um, And then, oh, he has Alzheimer's. Okay, that's not working because he was practicing. Oh, like this is, you know, why she, you know, didn't go like get subpoenaed or whatever. I don't know. Like, I'm not very well versed in like the court system. Uh, You know, I'm not Elliot Stabler. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But I'm just saying like, I feel like they're just trying to like say anything to try to make this make sense, but it doesn't because what happened is what happened.
0: Well, we never got a moment of her uh it's like again, perform the act of vulnerability yeah. for us. She we can't. literally got her doing Nokia receipts from 15 years ago where she's pretending that she cares that he shopped somebody else Justice because as you Trisha said, Bigelow. Amen, because she's throwing pasta against the wall to mm-hmm. see what will work when it comes to what kind of arc can I show to make me look reason. like the
1: victim and give a reason to why I'm doing this. And it's like, well, right. we all know why you're doing this. It's like,
0: I mean, and the women seemingly will find out in the next couple episodes. And yet we're not seeing that play out online. And the only one that I trust to say anything is Sutton and Garcelle. Those are the only two women I think will like
1: actually be like, Erica, what the fuck? And I posted mm-hmm. this. Um, uh, I posted something on Instagram earlier this week about it, how Lisa Rinna is like, so gung ho on like getting to the bottom of denise and like mm. licking brandy's pussy and like like we got to mm. find out what's going on with kim richards 5 years after the fact like but when it comes to erica it's like none of that is ever talked about like they're all acting like this is normal like this isn't this is not normal at all
0: it's not normal and it also affects people you are pretending that you are affected By the brandy and Denise because you were friends with Denise which you constantly change and shift the level of the friendship depending on who you're talking to after whatever amount of time but you are pretending that you are directly involved in this and that this person is harming you because they're not telling you things how does that balance with someone who is stealing money from burn victims and people whose families have died you are taking their money telling them that it is an investment which is a whole other conversation and issue when it comes to his legal responsibilities and things he's not supposed to do but you your husband is doing these things and yet you guys are all telling us that you're bonded together for life what is that why would Denise or anyone want to be friends with you if your level of friendship is so distorted that you're holding someone accountable for not telling you about private details of her sex life on camera, and you're not holding this person accountable or even raising issues or trying to separate yourself from someone whose lifestyle has been funded likely through stolen funds from victims. And also, like, I don't
1: know how truthful Dana Pam is. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know how much to believe in the things that she says. Sure. But I also don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying when she said that these rumors have been going around Beverly Hills for years, she's like, everyone knows about Tom. Like everyone has heard these things since like 2017. And it's like, if these rumors have been going on for years and I got stuck watching Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy, I will fucking burn the hills to the ground. Yeah. Seriously. I think that's... Like, it's so uh, infuriating to me. And like, that is why I have such an issue with Beverly Hills sometimes. I mean, granted, the season's like killing it, knocking it out Oh the my park. God.
0: Phenomenal, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Every every episode has been A++. plus plus. Chef's kiss. That's rewatchable. Good. I'm going to rewatch every episode. Every single episode. And forever. it's because we
1: know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We know how, I think majority of viewers are, they have like caught on to Erica being withholding Erica mm-hmm. being very performative in mm-hmm. the way that she says things like the way that she walked into Sutton's house. I was like, girl, just fucking walk in. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, it's like it's so dry. dramatic So Mm -hmm. stupid. Everything she does is a fucking act. I can't stand her. I have literally hated her since day two. I liked her day one. Really? Yeah, because she was friends with Yolanda when she came on. So she wasn't like as like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my face. she, she was Erica Gerardi. We yeah. got Erica Gerardi, and I liked, then she morphed into Erica full-time Girardi. Erica Jane.
1: Yeah, she really lost me. I will say this is controversial. She really lost me at Pantygate. I was not Team Erica for Pantygate, and that is really. Yeah, I was not. I thought it was so fucking annoying. Actually, I get so heated talking about it.
0: Wait, but the annoying thing wasn't Geri and PK constantly no. bringing it up.
1: Because if you go and rewatch it, Sarah, I I promise okay. you, like on my cat's life. If you go rewatch that season, every time it's brought up, it's brought up by Erica or someone else. Dorit and PK like never bring it up. They I mean, never it's talk gift. about it. Well, that. She's like, well,
0: some underwear.
1: I mean, that was like a very Lisa Vanderpump move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like Lisa Vanderpump's little puppet. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, if you go back and rewatch, like Dorit like never talks about it. Erica just keeps talking about it, and it's like this, like get over yourself a little bit. In my opinion, like, okay, like it happened, like she gave you underwear, like it was weird, I understand, but it's like, I don't know. I w- I know. I know this is really controversial. Steve and I. No, I'm taking it in. I'm taking yeah, it in. Yeah, Steve and I face the Bravo. We don't disagree on, like, a lot of things in the House of Universe. Like, we were very, like, notably, like, he was team, Monique, uh, team Candace.
0: Very complicated. Very
1: complicated. we literally, Sarah, we couldn't talk about Potomac, like, at all. We didn't talk. I know that. We, we are speak. in a we are in a yeah. group. That, I was like, I like know. Six of us are in a thread. And at a certain I was point, it's like, like, we I can't, can't talk it. about this stuff. We can't talk about this. Yeah, we but when, talk. when it comes to Pantygate, him and I are on the exact same side, which I don't know what that means uh actually (laughs) but yeah so like I just think she's very she thinks so she takes herself so seriously Sarah Mm. I cannot stand this woman for the life of me like I actually I think I don't hate her but I don't like her at all I don't but I'll fucking watch the shit out of her get divorced are you kidding
0: and I heard and
1: I heard the season just got extended
0: they're putting oh, up more yeah, episodes. To 20 or 21. Yeah, that's great. I feel like with Erica, you know, she was a performer, which we saw play out in the doc as well before joining Housewives. But obviously that skyrocketed as a result. The performative yeah. glam, the diamonds, the rosé, the all of it was super heightened after BH. However, there is an odd comparison one could make between Lou as the cabaret star, Lou with an L, Liza with a Z, and Erica Jane where it's like the loss of a sense of humor is incredibly apparent. It's one of those people who like doesn't really know or want to be funny and self-deprecating, but because they occasionally laugh, we think that they are a joke factor. Yeah, I can't stand Erica,
1: Uh, obviously. I'm just going to keep repeating myself. But
0: Mm -hmm. the thing
1: with Luann is like, we've been through so much with her that Mm -hmm. I think we're more forgiving. Like, I'm more like, I see how we got here with Lou. Like, I see that you were married to the count and then you got divorced Mm -hmm. and then you dated Jacques and then you fucked a pirate and then Mm -hmm. you spoke in French but said they were a group of Italians. Like, I saw all this happen. So I get how we got here. I don't love it, but I get it with Erica it's like she she's always trying to make these moments like if you go Mm -hmm. and watch her like past episodes and seasons whatever she's always like you know with the camping trip she had her sunglasses on and she was like oh I love cake for breakfast or like Mm -hmm. oh I'm gonna eat this brownie at like seven in the morning it's like we we get it like it's, Mm -hmm. it's you know who it reminds me of a little bit again controversial what I'm about to say. Can't wait. It reminds me a little bit of Jennifer Lawrence, who had to kind of take a little break because she was doing the most being yes. the girl that was like, Oh, I love pizza. Like, I'm so hungry on the red carpet. Like, what <laughs> the fuck up. Like, you're Chipping a famous actress. Yeah, like, we yeah. get it. Like, you're relatable. We got it. Mm-hmm. We're good. And Erica tries to do that, like, with the sunglasses every morning. It's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I hate it because they had a moment in France where her and Lisa Rinna showed up hungover to the dinner and they she has her sunglasses on and it's like oh that was funny and then like she keeps doing it and now it's like okay it's not funny anymore I actually hate you and (laughs) and I just and you know what the funny thing is is I don't think Kyle actually likes Erica I really don't think Kyle likes Erica I think Kyle's like okay we're in this together like I because I, I don't think Kyle I think is a person who really likes to be able to connect with people like she likes to talk about like their
0: families and everything mm-hmm. like and that and she's very empathetic very I think Kyle is extremely she's empathetic. very motherly like yes, she's really nurturing yeah I'm a Kyle apologist yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love yeah. Kyle too actually. I love Kyle I love her
1: uh, but with Erica like you just can't get there with her and it's like when you've done the show for this long it's like I, I have to get somewhere with you like at least with Derek Kyle you know. Dorit has two young kids. They're married. Their husbands hang out. Like, they have things in common. I I don't think they're besties. Like, they like to portray sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more for the show. But with Erica, like, I just, I don't think Kyle's, like, really about it.
0: Well, it's also hard when these women are like, we need to support this person who is our friend. And that person comes across to me as someone who is, like, not a girl's girl. So we're expected to be rah-rah sisterhood. And yet the star of the show in that sense is someone who does not appear to feel the same way until she's the one in the spotlight in the worst possible sense. Yeah. You know, that, it's it's an odd fit for me. Just as, like, a woman who likes the thing I support another woman. You know, like, it's just an odd match because Erica, seemingly this entire time and the majority of the time, has been suspicious of real, true sisterhood esque friendships until she is desperate to have at least four mm-hmm. because she needs it to keep her afloat.
1: Yeah, because I always say, I, I always say this. Kyle is a great housewife. I don't think she is the queen of Beverly Hills. She's I don't,
0: not. She's a strong beta. She's, a, she's, she's not she's a, supposed a, to be. No,
1: like she's not an alpha. Like right, Kyle is not. a great friend. She's a yes. great, I don't like, I'll use the word sidekick. Like she plays really well off of other people. Yeah, she's
0: a strong beta.
1: But like, other than that, she's not like a Bethany or a Nini or a no. Teresa or a Ramona. Like I love her. Right. right. She doesn't need to be. No. Right. And that's what I love about her is she's not mm-hmm. that way. And so, I mean, I really, I also have this huge fear that Kathy is going to like go off the fucking deep end and we're all going to hate her next year.
0: I don't think she, I don't know that that she's going to be full time. Oh,
1: I don't think she's going to be full time. I worry that she's going to play into this, like this thing.
0: I genuinely think she lives in her bubble so much that even going off of like, Crystal's reactions to her behavior because she and Crystal are close and Crystal is like in super nonchalant about the Kathy that we're seeing. I don't know that Kathy will super change. What I do think could change the dynamic is however her relationship with Kyle is. That's when things get really tricky, really quick because now Kathy has experienced that adoration. talk about a second season curse, which friends of can also experience I think it's more about the dynamics with Kyle and at a certain to a certain extent. Is Kyle going to be on her best behavior when it comes to just like laughing off Kathy? Or is Kyle is there a point where Kyle will snap in the sense of the big sister, you know, little sister kind of dynamic that I think could change things? Because right now everybody's friends in that sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we have seen with the Richard sisters, that can absolutely change on a dime it's It's like like very strong
1: but like very fragile at the same time and what really highlighted this like this beta energy that you're talking Mm. about with kyle is she really tried to come at dorit with that like you're not gonna fucking talk to me like that and it's like for a moment you were like oh and then dorit if you get taken down in that moment by dorit (laughs) like girl You know, like, it it felt so funny to me because Dorit was like, wait a minute. Like, you've yelled at me multiple times. Like, let's roll the tape because that's, that's crazy. And I just really enjoyed that. It really made me laugh.
0: Um, I'm so glad you referenced it because I loved it. I have to ask you, though, in our closing moments, mm-hmm. Sutton v. Crystal and just Crystal – the large swaths of the audience. What is happening? A lot of people seem to be very passionately critical of Crystal, which I don't, to be honest, understand. When it comes to the dynamics that you're seeing play out with their relationship and also with the reception to Crystal, her first season, how do you unpack that? Well, I think obviously Sutton was wrong. Let's make that I mean, clear
1: in that moment. Yes. Sutton was really wrong. Yes, yes. But I think Crystal, I I love her for the show. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I don't necessarily agree with everything that she says. Mm-hmm. Like this idea that Sutton was invading her privacy or something. Sutton's like, I knocked and I brought you your coat back. Like that's weird. Or, like, I would have a hard time if I put myself in that in Sutton shoes for just like a minute. Do it. If I was on a boat with my besties and I had my Nurse Jamie face roller, which I actually own, it's great. I need to start using it more. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's honestly, it's actually really good. I really need to start using it. But, anyways, I feel like she really came to Sutton and like, or Crystal in like a very vulnerable way. And she was like, Mm. this is what I'm going through. Like, my behavior is like, I'm fucking nuts. And Crystal was so cold to her that it was like, you were shot. Like you didn't, I didn't know how to react to it. Like the way that she kept going. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, very, very classic housewives I was living, but as a person, I would be, I would fling myself off the boat. I would be devastated. But Crystal, in my opinion, lost that fight when she didn't show up to dinner. I think that's where she lost a lot of people is because it's like, show up, show up to dinner. And I, I, I find Crystal to be, uh, I, I think she sees a lot of herself in Sutton actually. You do? Yeah. Cause for her to look at, for her to look at Sutton and be like, you're so uptight. It's like, you're extremely uptight. And she talks about it openly. She talked like, she's like, you're weird. It's like, she's just projecting all this shit on Sutton. And it, it it's like, I don't, I, that's the only way I can make sense of it. Because she is so up, Crystal is uptight and she talks about it. I'm not just putting that on her. It's like, she she is rigid. She is organized. She is scheduled. She is these things. And it's like, I, but I also think Crystal is like super controlled in her emotions. Mm. And Sutton is not.
0: I wonder if it comes down to a sense of belonging. Like we saw Crystal talk about her experience feeling like an insider and how that was mm-hmm. impacted by or, or how that influenced um, uh, her experience as someone who lives with disordered eating. And watching Sutton's reactions to things where her trigger is seemingly feeling like she's not in on the joke, like mm-hmm. literally and figuratively, where she feels like an outsider or she feels like. Um, She is being separated from the group and is and that is an example of either manipulation or that is an example of her not feeling like the others don't think that she is enough to understand what's going on literally and figuratively. And with both of them, the tension that exists is that unnerving feeling that you are not enough and maybe Mm -hmm. that is a sense of the projection plus you have triggers based on the experience of um being a a woman of color which we have uh um which crystal has opened up to us about Mm -hmm. and with sutton it's like seemingly connected to the divorce i guess like i don't really know about the house stuff but i do think that there is something to be said for a woman who is very very tightly controlled and very very easily emotive as her form of reaction where it's hard for Sutton to listen to things because she's only ex- she's only focused on the experience like how Sutton experiences someone speaking to her is what matters mm-hmm. it does not matter the listening to her is the physical reaction. Yeah. And that is in conflict with how Sutton, uh, sorry, with how um uh Kristen's a oh, Kristen, Oh my god, it's literally <laughs> Friday morning. I'm so sorry guys. With how with Crystal's responses and triggers and reactions and they're just not able to navigate each other because parts of them are honestly just built very differently. Exactly. And, and I also think that this makes a
1: great season for housewives
0: oh my god
1: is because there's so much so going much. on within so each much. one like each friendship because you have garcelle and Jared are friends but garcelle doesn't really like kyle and then you have garcelle mm. with rinna and then you have rinna with i don't know
0: Rinna's harry hamlin harry <laughs> hamlin
1: and his pool his tacky ass <laughs> pool and then you have like Dorit and Kyle and then like Mm -hmm. uh, you have all of these things going on and then you have the Erica Mm -hmm. so it's so good I'm like here for everything I love reading people's opinions online because like I I can kind of see where everyone is coming from like I don't I'm not on team literally anybody Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not rooting for Erica but I'm not on anyone's side in any fight which I love I think we did this as a housewives like it's you're on social as someone who like does this, it's like, it's been really draining for the last Mm -hmm. probably eight months. Like ever since the comic, like the universe just exploded and everyone's like, I'm team this. So then you have Mm -hmm. to hate this person. It's like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: no, I don't. So I hope that this gets people back on track.
0: Yeah, I think that there's been a huge weaponization of judgment depending on someone's opinion and the idea of like, it's not even that I'm going to convince you to be on my side. It's that I'm directly telling you that you are the actual devil if you do not agree. And this has been a nice change of pace because it feels so nice. It's been so nice because it feels like it doesn't really matter like it it doesn't mm-hmm. it just feels like we are able to enjoy this and understand it and there's so many different points of conversation where we could focus on one aspect of it for three hours mm-hmm. and forget about the six others yeah like I could, really really and and
1: I could talk about and kyle i could talk about forever and like i i just i love it it's so good it's so I mean good. I think
0: this is our reward this season of Beverly Hills is our reward and mm. you are such a gift you are welcome that you know I die for you Sambush. you're welcome back on the people's people's couch literally anytime can you tell the folks how to what's an elevator pitch of hot off the mess how would you describe it to somebody <laughs> um and tell the folks how to listen
1: Okay, how Weird to listen. listen. Uh, how to listen is you put in
0: your ear wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> <like, best> <laughs> yeah, like
1: go to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Type have hot off the mess. It's going to be right there. Uh, how Room. I describe it. So I really quick. I grew up. I'm an only child. is probably shows. But I uh, <laughs> I was obsessed with the news growing up. Like mm. I was obsessed with talk shows and the news. And I loved mm. like the beginning of Regis and Kelly or Regis and Kathy Lee. And <gasps>
0: I loved how, um, they show read, chat. Yeah. They this would read the papers. Mm-hmm. I loved
1: that. So like, that's Damn. what I wanted to bring to a podcast. And I'm starting to get more into like the pop culture and less Bravo. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of mm-hmm. hit Bravo later. Um, because like, I feel like there's so many amazing Bravo podcasts like yours and Dan Pellegrino, like everybody that like, you can get that elsewhere i know that that's probably not a great elevator
0: no no but it is it is great
1: go go look somewhere else like (laughs) why am i doing that i mean i love it (laughs) yeah it's like you know self-awareness but yeah i i've really enjoyed doing it i have like a whole new respect for people who podcast it's like a Mm. fucking
0: it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot i'm doing it twice a week now oh wow girl you stuck that you stuck your game up a little bit plus patreon so three apps a week Boom. oh my there god are. there we are 12 a month guaranteed 12 ish I mean who are we kidding oh shit. um tell the folks where to um read your writing on the dip what is the dip tell the people how to dip into the dip the dip
1: is an online publication slash social media empire uh where I mean there, you I can, stand an empire. I stand, stand an empire. empire. And right now, like they're heavily focused on like television and movies and like things mm-hmm. like that, like entertainment. So mm-hmm. like if you wanna read anything like from an interview with like the creator of like Outlander or uh like I don't know, like interviews or just opinions or funny little clips about like Bachelorette. Like it's just so fun. And they're it's a female founded company, which I love. Kate and mm. uh Kate Ward and Lindsay Mannering like started it and they started bustle. So we love
0: supporting other women ballers. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, they're we ballers, love it.
1: they're baller shot callers. So yeah, that's that's
0: that. Incredible. And where can people follow you online?
1: At Bravo Historian on Instagram, at take your Zoloft if you want to read my unhinged tweets. I tweet literally constantly about anything I think. It's really ridiculous at this point. Uh and then obviously my podcast, or if you want to like read my stuff on the dip, go to thedip.com. It's right there.
0: Boom. And guys, listen, I did that Kelly fired reaction Patreon episode exclusively for Patreon. The number one way to support Andy's girls, patreon.com slash andy's girls listen to that episode and several others uh starts at two dollars a month five dollars gets you two bonus episodes and ten gets you four and you can also join the premium level the people's people's patreon couch or people's people's couch or something etc yada yada and guest with me on an exclusive episode on patreon so do that and live your best life um uh, so Instagram at Dame Galley. Listen, I'm getting a hair appointment, which I've literally talked about this on this podcast nine million times. I'm, I'm so gonna, happy. I, thank you. It's a little, I'm a little lioness right now. Um, And, you know, I would love to hit 7,000 on Instagram before I get my hair and colored. Thank you. Because I want to hold um, a balloon that I refuse to buy at Party City, but I am going to ask them if I can see it in person and then take a quick selfie and get kicked out and post that on IG with a little blowout and some golden blonde. And that is my goal so instagram at dame galley please follow me i would really appreciate it I'm, I'm on the cusp i'm on the i'm on the i'm a rising seven is what i would say i love thank you sam bush thank you so much for being on this very special thank you it was so fun episode. the time
1: like flies by when we talk
0: thank you can't wait for you to come back for a six-hour episode i think that was just our verbal our oral friendship contract Allah, it was uh, yeah i cynthia bailey guys i hope you're feeling safe and sane get the vaccinated get the vaccinated lord words are fun get vaccinated if you can and we will chat with you soon bye-bye bye <laughs>